Hello, welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today we're going to talk about Robot of Sherwood. I absolutely adore this episode. I I really love it. It's one of my favourites from this series. Um, and I actually have a first memory story. Um, I genuinely thought that I would get more first memory stories as I like get older on first watching. But um, no, apparently my memory doesn't work like that. But yes, I do remember watching this one because um, I watched it with my flatmate at the time. Um, she wasn't a Doctor Who person. She, I don't, she might have seen like the odd episode, but yeah, she hadn't really watched it. Um, and yeah, she was like, yeah, sure, you love this programme, let's watch it. Um, she did not end up watching any more of them with me. Um, I'm not sure this was a very good first episode. I, I, I certainly think it wasn't a very good, um, first episode for her. I think it would be a good first episode for someone who liked Robin Hood, um, or who likes a more sort of light-hearted tone. Like, I feel like someone who really likes the film The Princess Bride would probably really like this episode as a first episode to watch. Um... But I think in general it is best to start on an episode where there's a new companion, um, because those are obviously like um designed as jumping on points, I think. Um yeah, I would I would suggest people either start with, you know, start with the ninth doctor or if you want to skip over it and start more modern starting with um starting with either um i would say the 12th doctor and bill series is a really good first series or um uh or, or the 13th doctor one i think in general starting on a, a an episode where there's a new doctor is not always a good idea because i always feel like there's a little bit of continuity from the last episode um, but I think the 13th Doctor's first episode does, like, I don't know, it, it does seem a bit more designed as a jumping on point, even though it is a new Doctor. Um, but yeah, this episode, I know from experience, not a good first episode. Um, but yeah, I really love it. Um, loved it at the time as well. It's, such an interesting take on a historical episode because you have this figure of Robin Hood that is more mythology than factual historical figure and I mean given the whole theme of this episode there's there's the question up to what extent are the historical figures we get in in in, in other episodes you know myth versus who they actually were you know that's kind of one of the points of this episode um but I just think it's a really interesting idea and I love the fact that it's got this strong theme through the episode of what it means to be a hero because that's so fitting for Doctor Who and it feels very fitting for a Doctor at the start of his era, particularly like the 12th Doctor, he's in a whole new regeneration cycle and my kind of headcanon is that that's why he's spending so much time sort of questioning himself is the fact that um you know not only has he just been through a lot but I think there's probably some kind of like 
biological reason with his new regeneration cycle that he's like resetting almost um yeah that that's a pure headcanon like that's not really supported um explicitly by by the episodes but it is something that i think would make sense um so yeah you've got this really strong theme you know i love a historical episode um and like so my favorite scene in the episode i i think has got to be that dungeon scene i just i love how farcical it is um like the you know thank you prince of thieves last of the time lord what are you what's your plan um all of that dialogue just it's just genuinely funny and and like in character um and yeah i i i love it i I love the light-hearted tone in general of this episode especially with it being the 12th doctor because he's had you know he's had a couple of serious episodes he he had a few moments of comedy in the first episode but um last episode obviously with the dalek was um you know pretty full-on for him um I actually wrote in my diary at the time that this episode cemented the Twelfth Doctor as possibly my favourite Doctor. Not that I actually do favourites, of course, but um, it certainly it certainly means we've we've gotten to see like a lot of his range in his first three episodes, and like like I recommended the. 12th Doctor and Bill series earlier as, as, as being one that someone new to the show is, is probably a good one to, to start with and part of that is because I like I really love the characterization of the Doctor later in his era um later in the 12th Doctor's era like the fact that he gets a little bit more light-hearted but like that's all here um, I know through a lot of this episode he's like trying to be grumpy but he's still doing it in a way that's like very tongue in cheek you know he's not he's not being grumpy and bringing down the whole tone of the episode he's he's yeah being tongue in cheek the whole the whole thing with the sword duel at the start and actually that might be my favorite scene rather than the dungeon scene tied for first but like the sword duel where he brings out a spoon instead of a sword and when he's um I can't remember if it's when he's pulling his glove on or when he's pulling out the spoon he he actually flips Robin off I love that um just ah so good so good so let's talk about Robin Hood um I I feel like it's relevant to say um to talk about what my definitive Robin Hood is because it's not the Robin Hood in this episode just because um because I was 21 when I saw this episode and Robin Hood is you know a character that's best encountered in childhood um but my definitive Robin Hood is um the Kevin Costner version um with Alan Rickman as the sheriff which is one of Alan Rickman's greatest roles um i know that version gets a bit of mockery about kevin costner's inability to do a british accent but um yeah um 
but yeah that's my definitive version um i also remember the bbc version from 2009 2010 ish which had what's his face jonas armstrong as robin hood and um richard armitage wasn't the sheriff but he was like one of the bad guys um that was a good version um i haven't watched that in quite a long time um but yeah the ken costner version is is what i think of if i think of robin hood um i don't know whether there's a bunch of like parallels or anything in this um in this episode two specific robin hood versions i think it just takes the bits of the myth that it wants to use like the um like the archery contest and the various members of the merry men um and and all of that um and yeah robin hood is technically our historical figure here and um clara's very bold in like filling in the blanks of his story like Okay, so when I was watching the episode, I wrote that down and I said, oh, like, usually the TARDIS team are a bit more circumspect around historical figures. You know, normally they don't tell the historical figure that they know all of the facts of their life. Um, But Clara obviously does that there by filling in that, like, he's the Earl of Loxley and filling in the whole Marion thing. Um, So I wrote that down and I was like, okay, okay like let's actually go through some of the historical figures that that we've seen so far in this rewatch and um yeah I might have misremembered that because I was going through and I was like well Dickens they don't need to be circumspect because he's later in his life they're not going to change anything um Empty Child I'm including here even though it's not a historical figure episode because um they do have the scene where rose and and the doctor like tell nancy that they're gonna win world war ii which yeah not being circumspect uh it's a reasonable like judgment because nancy's not exactly a person of influence it's not going to change history it's reasonable to give her a little bit of hope but um like yeah they're they they tell her that that's a very big bit of information to tell someone in the 1940s um and then we come to queen victoria and the whole point of the queen victoria episode is that the doctor and rose are really reckless around her not to do with future knowledge um but like around the idea of you know showing that they're enjoying themselves the whole bet to make her say I am not amused like that's you know that's not a very responsible time traveler thing to do um which I think the doctor does actually joke about in that episode um and yeah it's only really the only ones where they're a bit more circumspect are Pompeii for obvious reasons and um Agatha Christie um where I think they are trying. Donna just doesn't realise the timeline of where, you know, when in her life Agatha Christie actually wrote certain books. Um, and the Doctor obviously pulls her up on, on that. Um, but yeah, 
I was definitely misremembering that because the evidence is overwhelmingly in the favour of no, the TARDIS team just tell the historical figure what they want to tell them. Um, it does feel more blatant here, though. It does feel, um, you know, it's not like Donna slipping up or, um, or like, them making, like, oblique references to things. It's um, Clara going, yes, I know who you are. Um, and completely spilling the beans, like, three quarters of the way in, into the episode where, I mean, I know Robin threatens her because he's very suspicious of her of the doc and the doctor understandably um and she does tell him everything but um even before that it's like yeah not not particularly responsible but again like you get the impression that robin hood at the point we meet him in this episode has done enough to have his legend persist well, particularly as this episode ends with the Sheriff of Nottingham being killed. Um, yeah, Robin has done what he needed to do to get his legend uh, to stick. So even if them telling him had led to uh, him like not doing anything more, it possibly wouldn't have changed like the timelines or anything like that. But yeah, Clara's super blatant here in this idea that like, yes, I know who you are, you're a historical figure. Sorry to break it to you. Um, the bit I find funny though is that like, normally you'd expect the Doctor to at least like give mouth service to being responsible. But obviously the reason that he doesn't here is because the Doctor is convinced that Robin Hood and the Merry Men are not real and therefore does not see any harm at all in um, Clara, you know, giving the game away. But yeah, really interesting use of a historical figure here. Let's move on to talking about the theme of heroism in this episode. And there's a few aspects to this. The first thing that is important to note is that Clara now has full faith in the Doctor again. She is completely past her wobble that she had in deep breath of not feeling like she knows the Doctor. Um, I mean, she was mostly past it last week, but um, now fully past it. There's probably been a time jump between this and Into the Daleks, like there's probably a few other adventures in there that we haven't seen. Um, and there's a couple of moments in the episode that demonstrate it. There's a moment near the start of the opening scene, which um, I'll come back to the exact quote, but there's also the, um, the scene later on where the Doctor asks her, when did you start believing in impossible heroes? And Clara just says, don't you know? Like, she's... Yeah, she's fully on board with, I know who this doctor is, um, you know, yeah, he's, he's my hero. Um, there's not so much the best friend element in this episode, um, but that's, like, 
that's more to do with I think what what the episode is going for and and you know what the shape of the episode is um and the other thing that's made very clear and the reason I wanted to state the fact that Clara is fully believing in the doctor again is that um in this episode it's shown that Clara has sorted um the doctor and Robin Hood into similar like boxes in her mind I made air quotes around boxes um you couldn't see it but I did um yeah she she's got them kind of sorted into the same category um and we learn a bit more of this through um the conversation that she has with Robin about Marion um I really like this exchange so it's the bit where um it's it's a bit where Clara's being like yep I know exactly who you are I know all of these personal details about you um and um she's uh she's you know trying to get Robin to um tell her about Marion and and says you know who was she and then she can't wait for him to to say she goes Marion um and Robin says you know her as a question and Clara replies yes I have always known her um the bit that this exchange brings in is this idea of particularly childhood heroes um and how we view them even though they're fictional like that's very fitting for Doctor Who because you know it is it is a kid's show a kid's show for all the family but it is one that is you know in some ways best experienced for the first time in childhood and then taken with you um and and it's particularly like that exchange you know Clara saying that I have always known her that that along with you know her reason for wanting to go see Robin Hood that he you know was the story she really liked to the young kid like it it shows that you know she is specifically talking about a childhood hero when she's talking about Robin and Marion um but yeah it really gets across this idea that like we can know someone or they can influence us even if we haven't met them and that's yeah in the context of childhood heroes that's extremely appropriate theme for Doctor Who to um to explore um especially given that you know the 11th doctor had um had amy as his companion who for amy the doctor literally was her imaginary friend as a child she he was her childhood hero um and you know he is he is for people in the real world to some extent um yeah i really like that um and the episode keeps drawing these parallels and comparisons between Robin Hood and the Doctor. Um there's some very, very doctorish actions that Robin Hood does. For instance, at the archery contest. Um or sorry, just before the archery contest when um when they're planning to go, you know, um the doctor or Clara, I can't remember which one of them points out that it's a trap and Robin Hood says, Yes, 
I know, but, you know, how can I resist? And that's very doctorish, you know. The doctor is very much the person who goes, I know it's a trap. I still want to push the button. I still want to go that way. Or, you know, more strategically, I want to spring the trap because the trap will tell us something. Um, similarly, we have um, Robin Hood when he's in the dungeon. Um, I mean, to be honest, the whole dungeon scene is drawing a parallel between Robin and the Doctor because they are both behaving in the same way. Um, but the line that stuck out to me was when Robin Hood said, um, I had the situation in hand, you know, when he very much didn't. Again, that's very much something that the Doctor would say, you know, yeah, that was my plan, and it's like, no, you, you didn't think that was going to happen to me. Um... You also see, I mean, elements of the fact that Robin Hood is um, constantly joking when he's in danger. Like, that starts off as being, you know, something that we recognise more from previous Doctors. Um, but then later, when the Doctor and Robin are escaping from the dungeon, we get the Doctor's ornamental plant stand joke, um, which... I love how amusing Robin finds that because um, it it not only draws this parallel but it also like shows the characters recognising what they have in common. Um, I just think it's a really neat moment. I really like it. Um, the other comparison that this episode draws between Robin Hood and the Doctor is um, the their backstory. So, with the Doctor having run away from Gallifrey and Robin Hood, you know, being stripped of his lines and land and title, they're both somewhat in exile. Um, and Robin Hood actually draws that direct comparison at the end of the episode, which I had forgotten when I initially wrote this bullet point down. Um, so, yeah, it it compares them in terms of how they act, but it also draws the comparison that actually they have very similar motivations um and the interesting thing is that the doctor can't see their similarities to begin with you know in the opening scene um when clara and the doctor are talking about robin hood and you know the doctor's saying that he doesn't exist he says, old-fashioned heroes only exist in old-fashioned storybooks. And Clara says, what about you? That's another of those moments that shows, like, she is fully believing in the Doctor. Um, and yeah, the Doctor can't see it. He, he doesn't... He doesn't believe Clara when she said that. He, he sort of shakes it off and, and is like, what do you mean? I'm I'm a real person. And I think this speaks to the difference between how we see heroes from our external perspective, or like Clara's external perspective, versus how the heroes see themselves, you know, how Robin Hood and the Doctor see themselves from from the inside. So the Doctor looks heroic to others. 
as does Robin Hood. But the Doctor can kind of see behind the curtain, so to speak. The Doctor sees the effort that he puts in, he sees the mistakes he makes, um, and ultimately the Doctor can see that he is just a person, just like Robin Hood is. Um, and whereas, you know, people like Clara see his actions and see what he puts across, and this is like the key kind of theme of the episode, um, because I think by the end of the episode, the Doctor gets the point that Clara is making. Um, I don't think he's entirely convinced, but I think he broadly sees the similarities between himself and Robin. Um, and, you know, he's heading in the right direction of being able to see himself in a way that's heroic again maybe or certainly heading in the right direction to see himself in a more positive light and the reason I'm hesitating there is because I'm just thinking ahead to some of the episodes we're going to see and I think the doctor goes a bit back and forth through this series um like to be fair, that's understandable. You know, he doesn't have a uh, a straightforward, you know, uphill, like, straight line journey up from I'm not convinced I'm a hero to, oh yeah, you know, I did good. Um, it, It's not a straight line. And I think that's probably, you know, that probably is fairly realistic of, um, of, you're not going to get the examples that prove that you're a good person in in the right order. You're going to go back and forth a bit. Um, yeah. But I think the thing that... He, he, he does, you know, realise it a bit in this episode. And um, I'm not sure which helps the Doctor to see this most. I'm not sure whether so option one is is it just like in general seeing Robin Hood and realizing the parallels you know like that ornamental plant stand moment where he realizes that like he is joking around as he goes just like Robin Hood did um or and I think I lean towards this second option does he see himself through Clara's eyes um because like Clara so she uses tales of the doctor to like galvanize Robin into saving the day at the end um and I think it possibly through Clara that he sees some of the parallels as well because like I said there are several moments in the episode where Clara directly says like you're saying this about Robin Hood but like you are the same um so yeah I think it's like seeing himself through Clara's eyes which is really interesting because I talked about this in Day of the Doctor specifically with the war doctor seeing himself through Clara's eyes um and like in general that is a thing that seems to help the doctor is 
seeing what he looks like through other people's eyes. Um, it's great. I do want to talk about the final scene of the episode um, because I love it. Um, and they're the two bits of the of the final scene. So firstly, like Robin asked the doctor, you know, is it true that in the future I'm forgotten as a real man? I am but a legend. And the doctor's like, yes, that's correct. And Robin goes, good. History is a burden. Stories can make us fly. Um, which then leads on to a little bit later in that conversation, talking specifically about Clara. Robin says, you are her hero, I think. And the Doctor says, I'm not a hero. And Robin replies, neither am I. But if we both keep pretending to be, perhaps perhaps others will be heroes in our name. Perhaps we will both be stories. And may those stories never end. I really love what this scene says about storytelling and mythology in general. You know, it really gets across this idea that the stories we tell ourselves are important, um, which is a message that I love. Sorry, I'm in my direct line of sight. There is um, there is one of my one of my four bookshelves. Like, I'm very much the kind of person that believes storytelling is important. Um, I think, yeah, I, I love what this episode says about it. Um, so that's like the outside of the story view of, 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 of that scene. But inside the story, I think, I think this scene does partially convince the Doctor that, okay, I can see how I might be viewed as a hero and I can see how I might be viewed as someone who does good things. Because this conversation, it shows the importance of your actions being being more important than who you are. Um, like this idea that the stories of what you do persist longer than the memory of you yourself, which is, I think, the thing with with a lot of historical figures of we remember what they did, we have, you know, lost the stories of who they actually were as people either because you know there's historical figures where it's so far back in the depths of history that all we know is what people wrote about them um you know like like socrates we have barely any if any do we have any of socrates writings but we know him most through what his student plato wrote about him um we we don't know anything about the person of Socrates himself. Um, like, I'm not sure um, if even, so the, even like the Hemlock story with Socrates, um, so Socrates um, got in trouble with the, with the government 
uh, for something he said. I can't remember what from the story, but he got in trouble with that. And he... Uh, he, he was sentenced to death. Um, and I think he had a choice of what, of, of how to die. Um, and he chose to take Hemlock and he spent the time, uh, so Hemlock is a slow acting poison. So he spent the time when the poison kicked in, uh, like writing down the symptoms. Um, and I think even that story is like told through someone else telling the story. Um, yeah, your actions persist longer than you. And I think, I think that's very important to the doctor. I think we've seen that, you know, particularly with uh, the view of what he thinks of when he thinks of the name the doctor it's about what he puts out into the world it's not about who he is um yeah and obviously because it's telling that like telling us that like the stories we tell about people are important again that is another thing of how other people see you and Again, that external validation seems to be very, very important to the Doctor. Um, yeah. I love this episode. It's so good. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Um, the email address for this podcast is helentalkswho at gmail.com. Uh, please do get in touch. If you have any commentary, I would love to hear from you. Next time, we will be talking about listen. See ya.